You can't mimic somebody else's success. Your path is going to be different from everybody else. You can't just copy somebody's steps in exactly the same order and hope that the same thing will happen to you. So the important thing is to find something that you're really passionate about. Give it 100% of yourself and work hard. Things don't happen overnight. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast produced by the Polar Pro Studio. Today's guest is business owner, blogger, photographer, model, and ex-accountant, Anya B. With over 116,000 followers on Instagram, as well as a very successful blog, Anya has been able to build a business around her brand. Fashion, finance, fitness, home decor, and technology are all topics she covers on her blog, as well as on her Instagram account. Through brand deals and working with large clients such as H&M, Samsung, Tom Ford, J. Crew, and Pandora, Anya has been able to make a name for herself as somewhat of a fashion icon and personality. Together with her husband, Tyler Stallman, who we recently interviewed on the Golden Hour podcast, Anya makes all the images and content across her sites. It's really quite amazing how Tyler and Anya have their own personal brands, but they also work together as their own production company. I had the pleasure of interviewing Anya over Skype, and thanks to Tyler for helping us get everything set up perfectly. Before we get to the interview, I'd like to let you know about our back catalog of great shows. We've had so many incredible guests on the Golden Hour podcast, ranging from YouTubers to food photographers to film composers and everything in between. So after the show is over, check out some of the amazing past shows and download them to your device to listen back later. All right, without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Anya B. I don't know anything about audio, so every time I do video or, or sound, Tyler yeah. sets it all up for me. <laughs> Well, he's uh, quite the master. I mean, he he set me up, so. <laughs> yeah, although I should learn because then if I need to do something on the fly uh-huh. and he's not around, I'll be screwed. All right. Well, yeah, I guess we could start then. You ready? Awesome. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. What are we talking about? Just you, your life, okay. your, your creative journey. Uh, oh, all right. Creative partnership with Tyler. It's, cool. um, I think it'll be fun because, uh, we, you know, we just did Tyler's, um, last week. So, yeah. Uh, is that think, out already? Yeah, it's out. It came oh, out. I should, I should listen to it. Maybe it's better I don't, then you'll get the raw and real yes. perspective. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, on his podcast, we talked about him mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we did touch on what you guys do together. And, uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm a fan of Tyler and I've been following him and like the tech camera world for a while and i somehow was completely unaware that you guys do this together so <laughs> oh yeah i we we keep we keep things pretty separate but it's weird i don't know it's a i feel like we've been doing it for so long that it it's always a weird thought to like all of a sudden just be like okay well how do we combine everything yeah. and make it known that we're doing everything together i don't know i feel like there's a place for certain things and Mm -hmm. like with my work obviously there's less interest in the gear it's a weird world because like you're a freelancer it's sort of like you can take whatever direction you want Mm -hmm. but the more you spread yourself out then the harder it is to sort of like hone in on any specific things. So like all of a sudden if I was talking about editing and how to use gear and stuff then I would feel like I'd be walking away a little bit from like the fashion and the, I don't know, like the creative yeah, aspect totally. of it. 
Um, and then obviously for Tyler, like, although I always do tell him that he needs to share more of our work that doesn't have to do with gear. Like we take so many amazing photos all the time and videos and stuff, and there's really no place for it other than my platforms, uh, to live. And, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, you, you build an audience that is interested in one specific thing and you want to cater to what they want to see. Well, I think uh, maybe if you guys did like behind the scenes photos while Tyler's doing the shooting, you know, yeah. that could, you could do, he could do like three or four of the images of you and then one or two BTS photos. I think that would probably work well, but yeah, yeah. you know, he's yeah, kinda... it's, it's funny with behind the scenes stuff too, because we're so like in the zone when we're doing it. And then by the time we're finished, we're like, okay. We're just excited to tear it down and move on to the next thing, <laughs> yes, you know? Um, but I think it's like, that would be a job for like a third person to come in and sort of mm-hmm. take those photos for us as we're shooting it. Um, and we're always trying to to build the team and uh, we always have like a, an assistant or somebody else working with us. So I think it might be a good place. Have you thought about doing like a vlog on your channel? I mean, you've posted, you've posted videos on your channel, but, yeah. uh, you know like consistently having some sort of vlog in that way or yeah so I actually really hate video (laughs) 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 I I just like we were just talking about it yesterday I mean I love when the final product is awesome but it takes a lot longer obviously it's a lot more detailed um but it's also for me it's like there's no way of capturing it of like taking it and having it permanent somewhere. Like we're just working on a couple of books. Uh, we're just like, um, we print out these books of our feeds uh, so that we have a permanent record of everything. Uh, and I was just thinking about that today. I'm like, all these videos that we're taking, there's no way of capturing it and, and yeah. you know, boxing it away to see it some, you know, <laughs> at, a, at another time or, or something, if you just want to quickly reference it. Um, so yeah, I really dislike that part of video. Um, the storytelling, I totally get. Um, it's, it's funny because it takes longer, but it's also a much quicker way of conveying a lot of information, uh, which I do like, and which has been very helpful in what I've been doing s- during this quarantine, especially because I've been uh, doing a lot of interviews with sort of creative professionals talking about um, talking about money. So talking like speaking about things that are super different from fashion. But my background is accounting. I used to be an I used to be an accountant for six years. That's what I finished at school. Um, and money is always like a really big thing for me. Um, and like, I'm really organized. So anyway, I've always wanted to talk to people about that, but never really had a reason. And this quarantine happened and I'm like, well, this is like, people are really going to want to, to hear about other people's experiences. Yeah. And I feel, and I also feel like a lot of people our age, um, younger professionals, people that are just coming out of school too, nobody really talks about how to save money, how to manage money, um, what what you should be spending money on and where you should be trying to um, sort of be more frugal, where, where, what is worth, what is worth the heart, you know, the dollars that you earn so hard and... Um, yeah, so that was just kind of something that I was working on. Anyways, video was perfect uh, for that. And and I mean, like, you know, it definitely would be 
great for, like you said, behind the scenes and other, other things to, to sort of talk about the work that we do, but we just work so much. And to add that extra aspect of it, um, like you were talking about vlogging, uh, it would be great. But like, you know, at the same time, like I'm doing Instagram stories almost every day. I try to as much as I can. So I feel like that's almost like a vlog. So to be doing a vlog on top of that, I mean, where do you draw the line of like social <laughs> media and life, you know? Yeah, no, seriously. And I think if you had maybe an employee that full-time like just followed you around during the workday and did a vlog, yeah. maybe, maybe that'd be possible. But also, is it worth the extra expense to do all that, you know? And then, yeah, like yeah, you absolutely. Said, I mean, I, I definitely think so. I definitely think that it is worth the extra expense, and we've it's something that we work on a lot. Like we try to find people all the time, but I don't know why. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't put ourselves out there enough. Like we don't advertise that we need help or something. Um, but also because we travel so much, to have. To have somebody travel with us all the time is also hard because then you have a third. It's never somebody that would be doing it full time. We really need somebody to be with us every second day or whatever. Um, unless we had like, uh, you know, unlimited amounts of money that we can just hire somebody to be like literally just be with us 24 um, seven. But that's another that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe once the quarantine finishes and then we get to thrive again <laughs> uh, yeah like uh for example uh logan paul he has i think two or three editors that live in his house and then he's yeah. got like two or three shooters that are filming him all day and then they like drop off the memory cards to the editors as they're filming and then yeah, yeah, overnight yeah. the editors like edit all night so that by the time logan wakes up he can approve the video and then it goes live i mean yeah if you have exactly. a machine that's, like that that's what we need totally <laughs> But I, I also almost think like, you know, when you when you're at a point like that, those people probably maybe grew up with you doing it. So they started yeah. with you when when, you know, nobody was really getting paid and mm -hmm. uh, and you were sort of growing the business together versus now us. We are at a certain point and we need to bring somebody in somebody who might not necessarily know us or whatever. So like their priorities are different from ours. Yeah. And it's just that like, what's hard about the creative field is that you just need to find somebody that really meshes with your sort of uh, priorities and what you need to see, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and it's hard, especially when you're like, I mean, we're in, uh, we're in the, like in the mountains in the Rockies in Calgary. Um, and you know, we're, this is where our studio is. Um, there's not a lot of people here that, that stay in the city that want to do these jobs. Mm -hmm. They usually go out to Toronto or New York. Um, and we need to, we need to find somebody that's sort of on the ground. Right. Yeah. Well, you got Jordan Drake and, uh, uh, what's, uh, Chris Nichols from the camera store. Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. But they're all always working on like their own projects too. So it's yeah. like, that's, an, that's another layer of it all too, is then you bring in somebody and they need to have, you know, for you, like as an employer or whatever, you don't want them to have any outside projects. Yeah. You want them to just focus on yours. But the problem with creative people is that everybody always wants to do their own thing and sort of fulfill themselves creatively in many different ways. Um, yeah. So yeah, again, people. it's like it's like this magic. Not yeah. like it's this magic formula that you need to find <laughs> in somebody. 
I've had uh, two editors and two shooters work with me over the last couple of years, and both of them have told me that, well, I mean, one in particular, he's like, I don't want to be a creator. I just want to work for somebody who is that yeah. person. So, I mean, there are people out there who, you yes, know, absolutely. are editors. You just have to find them. You have to find them. <laughs> yeah. And moving, yeah. To, moving to LA or New York helps because there's a lot of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, like, that's another thing that we always talk about is I think our, our long-term goal is just to be in LA full-time. Um you know, one, because California has the good weather, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the beaches, but also, yeah, mountains, and then and then just the community. Yeah, community, exactly. That's the, yeah. I came from Nashville, Tennessee. I was uh, born here, but grew up in Nashville. And yeah. moving here, I've only been here for about three years now, and it's been, a, my career has really grown just through the connections, and yeah. um, it's a real Crazy. thing. Yeah, cool. location. I, I, we want to see Nashville. We haven't been there before, but oh, you would love um, it. It's so fun. I'm, like I love cowboy culture and all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, country music and stuff. Yeah, There's I a ton really of country I feel music like out there. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's yeah. too much. I, I don't like country music. So, <laughs> oh well, there you go. That's, but, uh, <laughs> but that's yeah, a must. I mean, for for people who aren't familiar with your work, what um. How can you kind of sum it all up for people who, who are new to, to Anya B? Yeah. Um, so I always say that we, I mean, Tyler and I together are digital creators. I started off. Um, so my background is, my creative background is in modeling. So I modeled when I was young um, and still do a little bit, but I started when I was 14. Um, and when I you know, when I turned like 20, 24, tw from like tw year 20 to 24, um, I was doing a lot of, um, a lot of creatives, a lot of like fun projects with friends, photographers that I have met. Um, and I started finding my own voice in fashion. Um, and I just, I got tired of always being the, like the hanger for the clothes and never really having a say in what the final product was going to be. I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, but I, you know, at that time, blogging wasn't really a thing yet. Um, but it started, it started growing uh, globally and then in Canada as well. Um, and then I just started a blog. I was encouraged by one of my photographer friends and he said, you should just start posting stuff, like whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, so I did that. And then, um, you know, in the meantime, I finished university. I worked as an accountant. Um, and, you know, eventually I just said, I can't do this accounting thing anymore. I really want to focus on doing creative things and, uh, taking photos. I started shooting other people because the, my, my problem was that, um, I just didn't really, I didn't even think about shooting myself. Um, you know, even though it started that way, I was very interested in uh, creative direction and styling and photography. So I ended up buying a camera and then started taking photos of like stylish people around me. I originally thought that I was going to become like a street style photographer. That was a really big passion of mine. I loved meeting people that way. It's like, how often can you walk up to total strangers on the street and just like ask them to take a photo and you not only make them feel really good about themselves, but then you can, you end up just creating a big network of people that way. Um, so I really loved that. But then I met Tyler and it just seemed so much easier to turn the camera on me because we were together all the time. So then we started thinking of things to shoot and, um, and then, yeah, and then we started working together. He was, uh, he was shooting stock at the time, so he needed help producing shoots. Um, 
I knew a lot of models, stylists. I did a lot of the, the work myself um, and we started a company. And then, and then it just sort of like evolved, started evolving over time. And, uh, and I, you know, my blog became more focused on fashion and style and, um, you know, that's what people were paying us money to do. So that's what we went with. Um, and you know, it's still evolve. It's still evolving. It's still growing. Uh, things are changing sort of you're pivoting, you know, the big word of quarantine, <laughs> you're pivoting <laughs> as you need. And like, yeah. and you know, not just for the industry itself, but also for your own interests. Like you just, you get tired of doing the same thing over and over and you try to find things that excite you and, that you want to work on instead or whatever it is. So, uh, but digital creators is the word that I use. I hate the word influencer. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, we always say like, you can't, you can't call yourself an influencer because it really defeats the purpose. You, if you're influencing other people, then that's great. Um, but first and foremost, like you're a creative person, you're, you're, making things that make you happy that you're excited to share with the world that's hilarious yeah i i never thought about that way you can't really call yourself an influencer maybe someone else can call you that but yeah if they want to call you that (laughs) totally yeah (laughs) if they want to well it's also a lot of pressure like if you're calling yourself that then you must think very highly of yourself (laughs) listen okay i influence people (laughs) yeah yeah totally and like i don't know i i'm polish my background is polish i moved to canada when i was 13 and i just Mm. i don't know like i was always raised to be very modest and very humble about the things that i do and I i kind of feel like you know, other people, I, other people sort of decide whether or not the work that you're doing is good because mm-hmm. you can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, so all you can do is just you create the things that make you happy and then hopefully it, it resonates with somebody out there. Yeah. Well, now that uh, you've been doing this since, I guess, you met Tyler, which I think is really funny too. Again, if you haven't heard my interview with Tyler, go back and listen to that after you're done listening to this episode. Uh, it is funny how your story's kind of aligned at a certain point. He was doing street photography, photography as well, right? When you guys mm. met? Uh, or he was did doing you get stock. him into it? Okay. Yeah, I was I got him into it. So he was he was doing <laughs> cool. mostly stock. I mean he's very he's much more introverted than I am. Um so he like it, it wasn't as natural to him to like go up to strangers and just ask them to be in photo shoots. Mm-hmm. So then once he met me, like I would, you know, I would go up to, to, to total strangers, like kids and be like, Oh, you look so cool. We want to take photos of you or photos of you, but you're underage. So can we get your parents to sign releases? And like, <laughs> and you know, and also too, like, it is just more creepy for a guy to do that. You know, a yeah, guy going up to a bunch of like underage girls on the street, asking them for that <laughs> versus a girl. So, yeah. <laughs> so here we are 2020, you've got 116,000 followers on Instagram with that uh, illustrious blue check mark next to your name. Your, <laughs> <laughs> your feed is just gorgeous. I love uh, the color choices that you guys pick. Every photo is just so vibrant. Compositions are beautiful. Lots of great texture and um, the clothing that you choose and the backgrounds that you choose all go together so nicely. How did you oh, guys? Thank you. How'd you guys craft this? Is it really a partnership between you and Tyler on just this image of Anya B? Um. So. I feel like the the biggest thing for me is that 
I want it not to follow the trends that I see. Um, I feel like for the for the longest time, there was like a moment in time when Instagram was all about like black and white desaturated photos. And I was just seeing it everywhere. And I was like, I couldn't look at it anymore. I just wanted... Um, I wanted me to represent something else. I've, I've had, I just have this, I don't know. I have this, uh, what is the word? Aversion <laughs> to sameness, um, uh-huh. like naturally. Uh, and I just, you know, if I see everybody going right, then I want to go left. J- that's just who I am. Yeah. So color was like an obvious thing. I mean, now I see more and more people doing color and I love it because it also makes me happy. Um, yeah. Like when, when I, I think also that you can tell more of a more of a story with color um and it also lends itself to to the world better because there's so many beautiful places in the world natural and man-made um that uh, you know uh complement color so well so um you know the the way that tyler and i work to to create these images um he he definitely has a lot to say about like the the colors and the edits of it um you know i'll sit there and i'll tell him what i want it to look like um he's done he's he's worked on a, a bunch of presets as well um but his and my tastes also differ a lot um like whenever he does whenever he does uh edits on he did like a live edit uh, of photos on his youtube Mm-hmm. And and I was watching it and like every time he was doing something, I'm like, no, you can push it further. You can make it look like brighter and more poppy <laughs> and whatever. And I think I think because he's sitting in front of it, he he he's comparing <laughs> it to the before. He's not looking yeah. at the after. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely a, a collaboration um, and he helps a lot um, in sort of helping me focus because my mind is also all over the place all the time. (laughs) So I'll come up with ideas and sometimes like, sometimes I'll be sitting at home and just be thinking about like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And then like, I just feel too overwhelmed to do anything at all. Yeah. (laughs) So he's there. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a disease. (laughs) (laughs) I really uh, wish that I could be, sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, I can, I can really relate to you because I, I'm scatterbrained and I was just going to say Tyler and I have been kind of going back and forth on Twitter about um, sweatpants and jeans the last two days. Yeah. So, and I wear sweatpants. <laughs> I'm wearing sweat sweat shorts right now. And, oh, sweet. Uh, and then he says, I'm trying I just to don't find understand. some sweat shorts. <laughs> He's like, I just don't understand. Adults wear jeans. Okay. And I'm like, well, I'm an adult and I wear sweatpants. And I don't yeah. Care. Yeah, I think I think Tyler has some hangups that he needs to overcome for sure. <laughs> he also doesn't wear sandals. I'm just like, really? just wear sandals. Yeah, or shorts oh in general. Ooh, he's California will casual him down because literally, yeah, like everybody here wears shorts and sandals all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, he he was in California for a little bit when we met, uh-huh. and he didn't. So like oh. he was very yeah he was very adamant about not breaking his, but his style. <laughs> it's all about the style though. I mean, I wear a fanny pack and Yeezys and like he wears denim everything and has a really very like yeah. clean he's cut. Much, yeah, he's like definitely not streetwear. At his all. style his style goes with jeans, so that's fine. And we yeah. can both But it's also his body type too, I think. Okay. He's like he's he's very slim and um it's just like what he knows what looks best on him. So does he look good? You know, I try uh, not to clean? push it. 
Do you, are you the encourager of the beard, or do you? I mean, I am. Sure, of course, you like him both ways. I mean, you married the guy, but um. <laughs> yeah, I am. I like the beard a lot. Um, in a in a weird Oedipus way, I mean, my dad had a beard, and I just like I just <laughs> I'm used to guys with beards. <laughs> As, and also too, though, like I think my brother is unable to to grow a beard at all, and I think there's a lot of guys that can't at all. Yeah. So like, if you have it, you should definitely use it. You know, like if you can grow a good beard, then you should have a beard. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I just because I was bored during quarantine, I shaved my beard and my yeah. son, and I took my glasses off, and my son like literally had no idea who I was for a while. My my dad, when I was little, I, my dad shaved his beard, and I cried. Oh wow! Because yeah, because oh, it's the same. Like you, you couldn't <laughs> recognize who he was. I take so my I glasses off when my eyes hurt, and my son will grab them and say, "Dad, dad." gases gases i'm like i don't yeah. i don't have to wear my glasses all the time <laughs> oh cute anyway sorry way off topic um so back to color composition do, so do you actually edit the photos yourself do you guys kind of go back and forth on who edits what or how's the um, workflow look like when it comes we to go back and forth on like who does what sort of so we take a photo um i'll select it uh, then I'll send it to Tyler to do cleanup and then he'll send it back to me to do wow. color. Uh, yeah. So like it just, it goes, it's like, I don't know, it's a workflow that we have just perfected over the years. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, because he's faster at like Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, and I, and I just know what I want in terms of colors and stuff. Um, yeah. also I use different tools, uh, than he does. So, and then, you know, it depends like, also, I find when you're editing something for a phone, uh, when you're looking at, at a, an Instagram, for example, it's a predominantly phone app, so it will yeah. be viewed on a phone. Colors, like colors, just have a totally different. Um, they they look different on a phone and they look different on a computer. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you can get away with a lot less, uh, a lot less sort of poppiness mm -hmm. in a computer photo like when you're looking at it on a web browser than when mm -hmm. you look at it on a phone um or so print. i think like print yeah too. oh totally yeah. yeah so i think uh tyler is better at uh finishing them off for the blog uh for the web and then i'll do them for the phone uh so yeah it cool. really depends which one which one you're looking at <laughs> One thing that I noticed, um, I have your Instagram pulled up, by the way. I'm just kind of mm -hmm. scrolling through it as we're talking. And yeah. this may or may not be like a, a, a choice, but I think it is a creative choice. There's mm -hmm. a lot of, de uh, there's a deep depth of field on all your photos. I'm actually not seeing a ton of like blurriness, like uh, bokeh, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, because almost every shot that's on your account, you're put in a, uh, a place and the the mm -hmm. environment that you're a part of is almost as much of a character as you um yeah totally is, is that a decision that you guys have chosen i mean i yeah, barely good, see good any, eye i barely see any <laughs> uh like portrait shots with bokeh you know what i mean yeah no um so i think uh it started off because so when we were doing instagram in the very beginning it was very there was like a moment when people were like, you can't, you can't post a photo on Instagram that's not taken with a phone. Like it's cheating if you post it, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. a photo that was taken on a, a DSLR. Mm -hmm. So we weren't doing that for the longest time. And then, I don't know, 
things changed and you were all of a sudden allowed <laughs> to post <laughs> yeah. DSLR photos. But then at that point, we were just so used to shooting uh, like really wide uh-huh. um, that we just continued doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, and so even now when we're not shooting with a phone, we will use a really wide lens uh, mm-hmm. to sort of give that illusion of a phone lens. Um, and even now with like phones do portrait mode and all of that stuff, um, yeah. I still prefer it. I still prefer um, the wide because like you said, the environment does play such a big part of every story and every photo. Um, I just like to be able to see everything that's happening around. Um, I like to see it as a viewer of other people's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just put that in mind. And it really stands out again when you uh, when you're on your phone. You want to have what they call you know the thumb stopper um, image right. of like you know while you're scrolling. There's just this beautiful port. You know, do you do f- uh, four by five for everything? Four by five, yeah. Most yeah. most of it is four by five. There's so, some, like I just posted posted a square the other day because it was uh-huh. a repost from somebody else's work. It was somebody's illustration. I was just like, oh, I really wish I had this in four by five. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I see that. I guess you could mm-hmm. have cropped it, but you would have lost some of the composition of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's somebody else's work, too, so I just want to make sure that it retains its yeah. originality. What a what a pure creator. I love that. A creator's brain. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, what lens do you guys choose to shoot on? 35 millimeter or 28 or uh, what? 24 to 70 is the lens of choice. Um, mm-hmm. We've we started shooting with it uh, for weddings. That was like our big wedding lens, mm-hmm. um, and then it just sort of, I don't know, by default became the one that we're using all the time. Like we were using a 70 to 200 for a long for a lot of like. So again, like the difference between uh, the photos for the blog versus photos for Instagram. Like yeah. on the blog, we would use a lot more bokeh. Um, yeah just sort of that look uh that's sort of like you know uh like a, it just seemed like more of a yeah, you're more right. of a professional photo from mm-hmm. a DSLR then on Instagram you want it to look a little more raw a little more like real life whatever um so yeah 7200 but then it just became so heavy to travel with mm-hmm. and Tyler's the one that always lugs around the gear <laughs> <laughs> so you know like it was it was kind of his choice um but also too like we were we took that 7200 to Vegas one time and we dropped it and it just like pfft, that was that was expensive to replace and oh my gosh yeah. um yeah, it was it was not fun to deal with in general. And, you know, also to for like the purposes of being more sneaky, you can't really sneak around with a 70 to 200. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, especially on a full frame body. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you guys shoot on Canon? I, n- I know Tyler's a Canon guy. Yeah, both of us are on Canon. So uh, when we met, I mean, the a big part of why we ended up like getting together in the first place is because I was just sort of at the beginning stages of my photography. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we met, I was like just asking him a lot of questions, um, you know, like trying to gain as much knowledge. uh, And I think he just liked that a lot. (laughs) He liked being the... She likes me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He liked being the mentor. And uh, I mean, he's really great at teaching. Uh, people love to hear oh, yeah. him talk about gear and and the process and stuff. He is a lot more focused than I am too. So like he can really um, he can really organize his thoughts in a much more efficient way than I can. <laughs> and that's coming from an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm good with numbers, but 
he's good with uh, just focusing in general. Yeah. I mean, um, you guys are the perfect uh, couple then. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we definitely uh, complete each other's da- drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want, and I, I can relate. My wife is the exact same, um, so totally. Yeah, um, she's upstairs right now with the two kids, trying Aww. to keep them quiet. <laughs> it's important. It's important to have somebody. I mean, like I dated guys that were just like me, and I can't even imagine where that yeah. would have ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think a lot of people have the uh, creatives, especially have this like dream of like, okay, I'm going to marry somebody who is just like me, a photographer, creator or whatever. Yeah. Um, And you guys sort of have that. But like you've said, it's because you have those opposites, you balance each other out. And it's important to have that. My wife is not in the creative field at all, but um, she balances me out with like real life, like normal stuff, keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. Keeps Ground, me, yeah. She'll like say, hey, what are you doing today? What's your schedule today? Just And just her asking me that gives me a reason to like have a schedule. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel like I also ask Tyler that every day. What's the plan for tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, at the same time, like we we do, we are still, like we are both creative, but um I think that there's still a lot of differences and there are moments where him and I, you know, either don't see eye to eye or, um, or we, we struggle sometimes with, um, it's sort of like a power balance. I want to say, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like, because, you know, he works on his own, uh, social media stuff and his YouTube and his Instagram, and he works with clients that don't have anything to do with me and then vice versa. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, we, we can't find the right balance of like, when are we working on your stuff? When are we working on my stuff? When are we working on together stuff? Um, and you know, from the very beginning also, uh, there was a big sort of disconnect because my, the first social media stuff and blogging stuff we were working on was mine. Um, and a, a problem that arose was that, it was all my name. So I was behind all of it. I was the one taking credit for it all, but he was helping create it. And he started feeling like, you know, sort of like a second tier citizen or whatever in our relationship. (laughs) And that was, yeah, that was hard because like, you know, on my, from my perspective, I wanted him to have full credit for everything. So even now to this day, every time if the blog gets nominated for an award or anything like that, um, we just always stress that it's both of us. It's, Mm -hmm. it's called Anya B, but it's Tyler and Anya that's working on it. Um, and it's both of them that will get the recognition. I'm interrupting this podcast briefly to tell you guys about the brand new DJI Mavic Air 2 cinema series filters from Polar Pro. If you aren't aware, the newest drone from DJI just came out. It's called the Mavic Air 2. It's the second generation of the more affordable, smaller, lightweight drone from DJI. The thing that makes the Mavic Air 2 stand out against the lineup of other drones from DJI is the fact that the size of the drone itself is so compact and easy to travel with, but the quality and performance of the camera built into it is still high enough to be considered a professional camera. 
But like all drones with built-in cameras, there's one thing that you really need to get the most cinematic shots possible, and that is a neutral density filter. Well, you're in luck because Polar Pro has just announced the brand new Cinema Series filters for the Mavic Air 2. There's two packages that you can choose from, the Vivid Collection and the V&D Filter. First, let me tell you about the Vivid Collection for the Mavic Air 2. The kit includes ND8, ND16, and ND32, all with polarization filters built into them. Those three filter strengths are really gonna handle most situations that you're gonna face with your drone. You wanna make sure that your shutter speed is set double to what your frame rate is. So for example, if you're shooting at 24 frames per second, you want your shutter speed to be around 1 48th of a second. And because the drone doesn't have the ability to adjust your aperture, once you set your shutters down to 1 50th of a second, even at the lowest ISO settings, the image is gonna be completely blown out and overexposed. That's why when you're using a drone, you have to have an ND filter to keep your shutter speed at the right setting when you're shooting outdoors. Now the thing that makes the Vivid Collection from Polar Pro so great is the addition of the polarization filter attached to the ND itself. Adding a polarizer to your camera can completely change its capabilities by removing reflections, cutting glare, and increasing color saturation. Now the other filter that we're selling is the VND filter, which is very similar to the very popular Peter McKinnon VND that we sell as well. You can buy the VND in either a two to five stop VND or a combo set that comes with a two to five and a six to nine stop VND system. This is gonna be the most versatile setup that you can get. Basically with only two filters, you're able to cover between two to nine stops of ND filtering with everything in between. It's really amazing what you can do with these filters. All of these filter sets are on our website and for a limited time during this special launch, you can save $10 off all Mavic Air 2 filter sets. So if you just put a pre-order down for the Mavic Air 2 or you're considering getting the Mavic Air 2, now's the time to jump on getting your full cinema setup by buying the Mavic Air 2 filters from Polar Pro. So again, go to polarpro.com and check this out. The new filter setup for the Mavic Air 2, $10 off only now, go check it out. Now, let's go back to my conversation. When was your last blog post? Was it the ski post? I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, the ski post. Yeah, I was just gonna say that was back in February. Are yeah. you... Like, what are your current thoughts, like 2020, in terms of running and, and being active on a blog? Um, I think that it's more for me than anything else. Um, I, I still really enjoy looking at it. Um, it's a lot more, it's not a lot more work, but with the way that Instagram has just sort of taken over the importance in people's minds, uh, you know, people aren't w walking around with their laptops anymore. They're not, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're not really on web browsers as much um they're using social media like apps is what it's all about so i'm the priority is definitely instagram um in the amount of content um you know you post there every day so every photo gets to be very well crafted and it takes a lot more time uh to do it now versus when we started but i still really do like uh you know a, gl a good blog post um so when whenever there's an opportunity to do a bigger shoot or take more photos um i like to i like to put it up there um sometimes i'm not going to you know, sometimes I'll sh we'll shoot something and then it doesn't get posted for six months. Uh, but I will still go back to it. Like, I still feel it's important to, to do it uh, for and for longevity reasons as well. Uh, one day when Instagram might not be relevant anymore yeah. or it might disappear completely. I still have a space online that is my own that nobody can take away from me. Exactly. And um, 
your blog is really well put together. I don't know if you did you have like a custom web designer do this or is this a template that you've used? I mean, it's uh, just really well crafted and looks like a magazine or something. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we did. We we worked with a designer uh, to do it. Uh, the problem is that. WordPress does um, updates all the time, and because we don't really we don't really have the backend uh, on lock <laughs> yeah. as we would like, um, we have to we have to always keep that sort of uh, that we, we can never update it basically. Okay. Um, so what I started, I, I wanted to learn how to code. I started taking some classes, um, but like with everything else, it just yeah, it's, it's going to take forever to get there, but but I really would like to learn how to to code just so that I could take control over myself. Wow! So, tell me about your process when a when a brand comes to you and they want to work with you. Like, what you know? Do they come with an idea? Do you pitch them ideas? Do you even like cold call people? Like, just send them mm-hmm. an email and say, "Hey, I'm I'm a uh, what do you call yourself?" I'm not an influencer, digital but I'm a, creator. <laughs> I'm a, hi, I'm a digital creator and I'd love to partner yeah. with you. Like, do you yeah. send out emails? Do people just reach out? I mean, how does it work? I mean, at this point, I would imagine a lot of people do reach out, but how yeah, does that process actually, happen? So because of when we started, we have never had to pitch to clients. Um, we've been very lucky that they've always come to us. Um, I will I will reach out to brands that I really like uh, that I find that are new brands and connect with them and just be like hey I really want to try out this product or I want to connect like let's have a conversation maybe we can work together in the future um, yeah. but it's never um, it's never been about um, you know wanting to do something immediately I feel like it's more about the relationship when we reach out to other people when. Mm-hmm. When brands reach out to us, um, it's, yeah, usually, you know, it's about, um, I would say maybe 30% of the time they will have an idea of what they want to do. And then the rest of the time they want us to create a concept. Uh, mm. They kind of come to us with, um, you know, the the assumption that this is our job and, and we will know how to not only talk to our audience the best, but also know how to approach a project in the most uh, sort of sensical way um, to represent their product uh, in a way that resonates with the people that we present it to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely times where people will come to us and say that and then they'll they'll sort of be like, okay, you can do that, but then how about you do this instead? <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and, it'll turn, and it turns out that they do have a very specific idea of what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's a mix for sure, uh, but, but we've been really lucky. I mean, we, we get to work with some amazing clients and they, they let us be very, um, very free with the content that we create. They put a lot of trust in us. Uh, which is good, but I think, you know, the more time has passed since the sort of onset of this industry, the more brands want to have more control because they will be working with a lot of people that are just starting out or uh, that maybe don't have a full grasp on the creative process. Um, And I think, you know, understandably, they want to make sure that everything that comes out is... um, just representative of of the brand yeah and 
So every day that goes by for you, if you're, are you always like doing client work every day or do you also just fill in the days with your Instagram account and you just, you and Tyler just go find something to shoot because you just need yeah. something? Um, every, I mean, <laughs> when things are good and there's no Corona, <laughs> we definitely work a lot uh, on client stuff, but we, uh, we do also make sure that uh, the content is, you know, majority of our content needs to be organic and, um, and it needs to be what we like. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes when you don't see a sponsor post, um, that just means that we were working for a client that didn't really have anything to do with our social media, because that's, you know, that's, uh, the other side of our, our job and our company is video and production, uh, sorry, photo and video production for outside clients. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people that just want a campaign shot uh, with other models or or whatever that may be. Um, so, yeah, just I mean, we try to work a lot. I'm, I'm a total workaholic. Um, and when I'm not doing stuff, I really get stir crazy. Even now, you know, when when people are sort of taking a step back and a break, I'm I'm still trying to create every day and keep myself busy and stuff because I yeah. if I'm not if I'm not putting things out there every day that make me happy and make me proud, I like start feeling useless. It's, <laughs> I hate that feeling. <laughs> Just wait till you have kids and then you try to do all this. It's great. Oh, I can't even imagine. Actually, we're talking about having kids and I, I every time it. I th every time I think about it and then I and then I go weigh out the pros and cons, I just I don't know, I just cannot <laughs> get myself through that threshold. Yeah, I uh I was actually just I went for like a little walk yesterday by myself. Um I haven't like been alone to like with my thoughts in a long time. And so I just went out and I was just like Man, when I was like in my early twenties, I really was a workaholic, but it was also because I could be like I yeah 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 I w we were just dating like I wasn't married I, d I had nothing like else to do and mm -hmm. I'm f I'm really glad that I worked uh, hard because it built a, a a foundation for me and now like I'm lucky to get four or five hours of work done a day. Oh my god! Well, but are you do you find that you become more efficient because you yeah. have less time? Yeah, totally. But I kind of have to be. I've talked a lot about this with my counselor who I see once a week, but yeah, oh, good. I've had to just come to terms that like for the next probably two to three years, I'm going to have to be okay with this because yeah. like it's just my reality right now. And um, this I'm, is where you're really going to age. Yeah. I'm finding that like, uh, I mean, it's just, it is more fulfilling to be a dad than to just be a workaholic anyways. So yeah. Um, oh, good. Yeah, that's you'll something. See. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll see. Um, but yeah, like my wife stays home and I'm able to work and she can stay home and stuff. Um, but even then, like it's a co-parenting thing. I think it's wrong to just put all that on uh, one person. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah for sure. Um, so yeah. So she my, still wants some me time at least. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like kids just seem like a 24 seven commitment. <laughs> Are, and I yeah. do, and I, and I still do like, as much as I do like to work, I also like to just sit on the couch and, <laughs> and just scroll on my phone. Yes. <laughs> Watch movies and whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I mean, there is an age where the kids go to school. Uh, so right. that's eight, but, eight but hours then you're also, but because of that, then you're trapped because then all of a sudden your schedule becomes a nine to three or whatever. And you can't travel anywhere because they're in school. Unless you do what I have some friends that like sold everything and bought an RV and they just yes. travel the world and they homeschool. Homeschool. That's but, what I always think about. 
I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. And That's the ha- thing is like... And you're going to have like the most beautiful kids and like having them involved in the photo shoots will be awesome anyways. Like dress, her, dress well, the kids so up. So that's and- the thing is like you could get lucky and you could get a kid that's like totally chill and like into it. But then you <laughs> yeah. could get somebody that like wants to be their own individual that doesn't want to have <laughs> yeah. anything to do with it. And then what do you do? <laughs> oh no, God forbid the kid's an individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean like you have to be thinking about all all of the things, you know? Yeah. It's no, a my, big decision to make. My cousins are uh wedding photographers and they they're whatever influencers. They've got a couple hundred thousand followers or whatever and uh mm-hmm. they they've made their kids part of the whole brand now. Like every other yeah. post is like a gorgeous photo of their kids and stuff. So there's ways to make it work. For sure. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I, but I always wonder because, you know, like I have my, our nephew who is 17, he like doesn't want his mom to share his photos anymore on social media. So oh, then yeah. what do you do? Then you've like, then you've crafted this like world around you. And then they say like, that's, that's it. That's enough. But that's a, yeah, that's a different context. I'm sure his mom isn't like you, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's no, definitely I, a lot, a lot to figure out. I recommend it. It's it makes you just really get focused, like you said. You have way yeah. more purpose. Everything in your life has a reason. Yeah, you're, you're there to... people say that. People say it gives you the meaning of life. But then you know, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm like, but are all people that have kids saying that because they already have them and they can't go back? So like, that's the only thing <laughs> no, that they no. can say now. <laughs> No, you'll see. But you'll I'm, see. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, yeah, having a lot of conversation with a lot of people about kids because I'm just like, I just want to figure out what the yeah. real deal is. <laughs> Do you sometimes feel like um, this uh, online content creator job that you have was like the perfect job for you? Like it, it found you, and now you are in love with this this career that you've chosen. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I honestly, I think. We are, we look at the world in a different way. Um, We get to experience it, I think, more deeply because of our job. Uh, I mean, I think that, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, will argue that people that post to Instagram are, are, are very shallow and they just care about the photo and they go to places, take a photo and then leave. Uh, But I, I think that, it takes us like it'll take us hours to, you know, like we'll, we'll go to a place that we've been wanting to visit forever and we will stay there for like hours on end just so that we can experience it fully because it'll take us longer because of the photos or whatever. But then we want to look at it from every angle and and see it and learn about it and like you know, every every time we we do something new or we see something new, we'll Google the history of it and try to try to really understand um, where we are and why why we get to see it today, yeah. you know, um, and really appreciate it because I think, I mean, especially in times like right now, you really get to see that all of those moments were so, so special um, and you just miss them so much. Yeah, I think when it's attached to your job like that, uh, you ha- you do have this reason to seek those things out. And if you mm-hmm. were just simply traveling for the sake of traveling, maybe you wouldn't want to spend the extra expense to go on that excursion or like yes. spend the extra totally. th- two or three hours to go to that one place. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, well, there's this really nice restaurant right here. Let's just go here instead. You know, and you I think I think because you want to become the expert in it, mm-hmm. um, you want to yeah, know it inside and out and stuff. But yeah, I don't like, if if we weren't doing what we're doing now, like I 
don't know what I would be doing. <laughs> like I, it's just, it's just such a hard thing to imagine. Um, so just, yeah, always, always being grateful for what we get to, for what we get to do for sure. In 2016, you were nominated for Canadian Art and Fashion Award, CAFA. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that and like, what is CAFA? <laughs> yeah, um, so CAFA is the yeah, Canadian Fashion and Arts Awards. Um, I was nominated three times. I'm actually nominated for it again this year. Oh, uh, and they were they were supposed to be happening at the end of the month, but they are not going to be anymore. I don't know if, I don't know what's happening, if people are still voting or not. Um, so unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's like, it's basically, uh, you know, the awards to uh, showcase Canadian artists and designers and, and people that work in the community uh, here in the north, north, north of your border. <laughs> um, uh, and just, you know, like a, a space for, uh, to to acknowledge each other's work and um, yeah. it, it's a really great event. Uh, everybody gets together for a for a gala, um, and yeah, was really working, really looking forward to it. And obviously, it's an honor to be nominated uh, every year. the 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 selection that they make um, is from across the whole country, um, so it's not so you know it's it's a big pool of people. So it's always very flattering to be part of that. Do you have any courses or anything like that? Have you considered doing education on what you guys have learned over all these years? Um, obviously, Tyler's channel and what he does is a lot of education-based content. Yeah, yeah, we actually do have uh, courses. <laughs> um, they just came out. Uh, they're just rolling website. them out. No, so we're waiting. They're not from us. Um, okay. Light Tricks. It's called Light Tricks Academy. Um, it's the same people that created Facetune and QuickShot, uh, Pixel Loop apps. Um, so cool. last year we went to Israel and Jordan uh, to shoot a series of travel photography and portrait photography photography courses. Um, so you, if you Google Light Tricks Academy, um, they're on. They're on there, and I know ads for it are coming out on Instagram right now as well. Um, the problem is that they're only available in U.S. and Canada right now. Um, so I think we're waiting for this whole COVID thing to yeah. pass, and uh, they'll be rolling it out globally. So we can't wait for everybody to be able to uh, to get them. Um, so we haven't been talking much about it yet because they're not available for everyone. If sure. we do talk about it we want everybody to be able to to download them i had mentioned them a couple of times in my stories um but yeah the they're out they are available for people that that live in canada and the and the us right now um and they're great they're only 20 bucks yeah, there um, it is. for yeah. for i think an hour and a half um of like 10 minute uh, lessons on different things. They're meant to be for mobile photography. So anybody uh, who wants to take good photos with their phone or with a camera, obviously, uh, not professional photographers. It's most. It's mostly for uh, like amateur. Um, you know, every a- any person that wants to take good photos. Yeah, everybody, go check it out if you're interested in learning. It's academy.lighttricks.com. Um, there's only one T. And again, I guess I should say the the reason, so I'm, again, I'm not a teacher like Tyler. Tyler's a great teacher. So, uh, he, he was the one that was, um, he was the one that was sort of the main, 
teacher in these, but there are courses in here that I'm doing um, mainly things that have to do with styling and uh, creative direction and stuff like that. Um, so my strong suits. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Tyler. Tyler's the teacher here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because you have a background in accounting and you said you're good with numbers, is there mm -hmm. any tips or tricks that you can share with creatives who might struggle with uh, finances and, uh, you know, taking hold of their books and just overall bookkeeping in general? Do, do you do all the bookkeeping or do you guys have a person or? Uh, we have a bookkeeper. I do our taxes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is to incorporate uh, 100% don't stay a self-proprietor. Yeah. Uh, you're going to save a lot of money on taxes uh, because you're you're not a self-proprietor. There's also a lot more um, benefits to it. I mean, the the sole reason to do it is to have to be able to have a tax number and you know have that ink behind your name and you just get treated a lot differently uh, a lot more professionally that way it's just a it's a mindset it's sort of like a um you know it's a it's a thing that that does that doesn't really mean much but it really does from an outside perspective um yeah that's i would say that that was the most important thing and i talk about it a lot too i've been i've been uh trying to create um uh more of a regular series on my igtv about money and and taxes and just like quicker videos not just interviews but like quicker videos with tips about how to run your business better yeah i'm seeing you got a 40 minute video <laughs> yeah there's a lot uh, of those let's talk about money so if you guys yeah. want to learn more about that you've got a lot of great content on your igtv yeah um, yeah and those money videos are good because they're they're uh talking to other creatives about um how they make money and not just on a surface level like i want when i'm talking to people about money i'm very snoopy like i want to know all of the details yeah. like don't tell me how you succeeded tell me how much money you spend in order to succeed tell me how much money you're making now was it worth it uh like those those kinds of things uh super yeah. important because it's easy to it's easy to see people succeeding and stuff but there's so much more that goes into that um that yeah. you don't you don't you don't get to find out unless you ask those questions well yeah let me ask you uh at what point did you guys start making money was there was there a time where you guys were kind of struggling financially to to do this and you were taking a risk or were you I mean I know mm -hmm. Tyler was working at the stock footage place did you guys have kind of normal jobs uh while you were building this Yeah so when I first when I quit my accounting job I've only I only saved about $10,000 mm -hmm. um and I moved out to Victoria that's where Stocksy is based um that's where Tyler was working and he was still working at Stocksy for about a year and a half I think afterwards so we always had like a backup money um you know with with having another job of course that means that you're sacrificing time in order or time for creativity so you don't have as much time to, to shoot your own stuff um so there was a time when we started making more money creatively um And, you know, we're still selling photos on, on Stocksy as well um, that we just said, like, we have to focus 100% on this. And that's what we did. I mean, for, you know, the for, for the for, 
first little bit, Tyler also came into our relationship with a little bit of debt. So it took a little bit of time to pay off his debt and stuff. And I'm very, like, I always want to feel very secure. Uh, I hate the feeling of like not knowing if I'm going to have enough money next month to pay off my bills. So mm -hmm. I tried to never be in that position. Uh, so we definitely, like, Tyler quit Stocksy um, in a time when we just felt more secure. And even if we didn't get a job next month or whatever, we had some savings so that we could, uh, you know, hunt if we needed to for another job or whatever. How long did it take to pay off uh, your debt? Um, he, so he had about $40,000 worth of debt. Uh, but then he also had like money sitting in a retirement savings plan. And I was just like, you have this debt, but you have these savings. So you are going to have to take those savings out and pay your debt and start from scratch. Uh, he like sold his car. Uh, it, it didn't take very long. Um, that's great. We, Yeah, yeah, we, we tried to do it within a year at least. Uh, just sort of like liquidate as much as possible and live minimally, um, only worry about the essentials. Like we had practice for the quarantine already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now, I mean, has has uh, your income slowed down at all over these last couple months? Have you guys been, you know, fortunate enough to, to continue working during the, um, you know, COVID-19 stuff? Yeah, there's uh, there's some projects that have come through. Um, things have gotten postponed. Some things got canceled. I mean, obviously, like things like Coachella, um, a lot of travel stuff for us was canceled, um, which was unfortunate. We were trying to we were trying to do jobs and work until the very like very last possible minute. Like we were on our way driving out to driving out to the mountains to do a job for a ski resort and as we we're driving there they texted us and they're like the government just shut us down we this we can't continue or whatever um so <laughs> oh, and even even after that i was like okay that's fine we're gonna go down to arizona let's just drive down there <laughs> and you know as we we're packing up our bags the news came out that the borders closed so we were just kept getting like doors shut in front of us yeah. um but yeah so yes we 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 have definitely taken a hit um Well, it sounds like -wise. of all people, you you could easily go a little stir crazy during this type of <laughs> yeah. uh, pandemic. Oh. How have you stayed uh, sane or how have you at least tried? Yeah, we're we're creating all the time. Um, we've shot so many videos now that we have a surplus of videos. <laughs> um, so we have definitely enough things to keep us busy. Uh, yeah. But also very important For us to be outside right now too. Uh, yeah. The weather's getting slowly getting a little bit better. Uh, we had a couple of sun sunny days, so we go on bike rides. Um, we we get to bike to our studio, which is about a 40 minute bike ride, which is nice. Um, go for walks. Like sometimes I'll walk to the studio from our house. It's like an hour and a half walk, but like anything to keep moving. And then thankfully our trainer started training again, uh, which, so he's doing it outside so that we can, you know, keep distance and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's like very important <laughs> just moving and getting fresh air because, Yeah, cabin outside. fever is a real thing. Totally. I, I think I realized after one or two weeks of being indoors pretty much all the time, I was like, dang, I need to get outside. Like mm -hmm. I've been stuck in this house and it's awful. So, Oh, 100%. Um, like I was grocery shopping like every day. <laughs> oh, we need this. I'm going to run to the store. Just 
to like keep, you know, just to do something. And then of course I started baking. Like I'm the worst cook. I mean, I'm not the worst. I just do not like it. I don't like cooking and uh, it's, you know, whatever. But but uh, I have a friend who's a pastry chef and she was doing some online uh, online tutorials or whatever, how to bake. So I started baking and then cooking and yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a crazy time. Who am I? <laughs> so if there's, um, if there's some women out there who are listening to this or even guys who are inspired by what uh, you've done and they want to become a model, they want to become a creator like you, they want to build a business like you've done, what are some uh, encouraging words that you could say, like just inspiration to those types of people who are inspired by you? Oh my, um, I don't know about inspiration, but I think a very important thing for people to know is that you can't, you can't mimic somebody else's success. Your path is going to be different from everybody else. Um, you can't just copy somebody's steps, you know, in exactly the same order and hope that the same thing will happen to you. So the important thing is to find something that you're really passionate about. Give it a hundred percent of yourself. Um, I would also, from a money side, really uh, encourage to invest in yourself, uh, but also, you know, fund, you know, self fund your business. Try not to take out loans. Um, just work hard and and put all the money that you're making into your business, and work hard. Like. It, it's not that things don't happen overnight. I think the internet is giving us a very skewed perspective of things and things don't happen overnight. Things, things happen for, for a very select group of people and they may have to do with luck or with the people that they know or whatever it is. But if you want real, uh, you know, longevity in the things that you do, it's all about hard work and persistence and, uh, and just being smart. And uh, is there anything that a lot of people don't know about Tyler that you could share with us that might be funny for people to know? Is there oh some... my goodness. Um, I don't any, know. Any, quirk, any quirks, uh, quirky things that he does? Um, that... He, he really loves dad jokes. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't seem like the funniest guy um online and I'm I always I always tell him you know whenever we we're shooting I'm like just do something really stupid just do something really silly uh, but I think that he always wants to be very serious and very professional um but yeah he's definitely a kid at heart well he's gonna be a great dad one day because he's already ready with those <laughs> dad jokes so. yeah totally I think so I think so <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Anya B, for being on the podcast today. Uh, everybody go follow Anya B. Uh, check out her website or blog, anyab.net. Uh, and then your Instagram account, of course, Anya B. Uh, thanks again, awesome. Anya, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love talking about what we do. Now we'll have to have you and Tyler on at the same time. Together. Time. Yeah, yeah together. We, we can play the, the newlywed game. <laughs> Maybe after the <laughs> quarantine's over and you're in town, we could yeah. do it in person. Yeah, totally. That would be awesome. That's the first place we're going to is coming back to California. Oh, heck yeah. Surf's up. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Anya B. Everyone go follow her at Anya B on Instagram and AnyaB.net to see her amazing blog. If you enjoyed this show, would you please consider subscribing? It comes to no cost to you and it notifies you anytime a new show goes live, which by the way, is every Tuesday morning. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast produced by the Polar Pro Studio. 
and we'll see you next week.